Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. I left Everton to go to Queen's Park Rangers and it was it was going alright out there. Um, Ray Wilkins had just signed and there was two experienced midfield players there but I got the call and off Howard and um, Manchester City I'd lived around the still live around the Bolton area now so Manchester City I'd known um, and I nearly signed for them when I was uh, leaving Bolton Wonders but it fell through so it was a great opportunity for me I think I was about 31, 32 so uh, Howard had me as his number two as well so for such a big club it was uh, it was a no brainer really and then getting back to the north west of England and then, ironically as well, you made your debut against Everton. Yes, I think it was a, oh, was it, it was a nil-nil, I think, at Goodison Park, and it was televised, and it wasn't the best of games, wasn't the best of games at all. Now, um, when Howard Kendall moved back to Everton, um, you went in as a player-manager role. Yeah, um, Howard asked me, to, did I want to go back? And I said, no, I thought uh, it's always difficult going back. Um, I think I got the job, we played Leeds, and we got beat 3-2, but we played Everswell, and then... Mr. Swells gave me the job, and uh, it went quite well. I enjoyed it. It was um, it was a real good football club. We had a few good players, and for the for the new manager and her experience, it was uh, certainly a difficult time, but enjoyable as well. Was so they thrown straight in at the deep end? Right? Well, I wanted it. I wanted it. Um, I'm not sure whether player managers could handle it now with what goes on in a football club, and it was difficult at the time, but. I, I managed to enjoy it and managed to, you know, marry the two two jobs really. Is it a difficult role to perform? Yes, it is. I mean, you need to add Sam Ellis as being number two. You need a strong number two, but it's certainly when you're on the same pitch as players, it can get a bit bit difficult. But um, you know, the players, to be fair to the players, they they reacted really well to it. I had to make a, a few changes because uh, I think I would come for the likes of Mark Ward and Neil Poynton and uh, I had to change it round a, a little bit. But while I was there, I think uh, we had two fifth fin- finishes and a ninth finish, which wasn't too bad really. Now, how as a, as a player manager, how does it affect the rest of the team to kind of pick yourself? Does it, does, is that a difficult decision to, to make? Well, that's one yeah, you'd have to ask the rest of the players, to be fair, because I was the manager, and if, it was, if I thought it was right for me to play, I was going to do it. But um, I wouldn't have picked myself just because I fancied it. It, it, was, it was like if I thought I could do the job. And I, I think he ended up playing over 100 games for City, so, you know, we were doing something right, and um, I just enjoyed playing. But I had a chat with the, the staff I had at the time, and, you know, I, I canvassed their opinions. And then, as the manager... I had to make the decision, or I made the decision. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Now, one one incident I want to ask you about that happened while you were there. Um, Tony Colton gets sent off. Niall Quinn goes in ah, goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, where, what, what do you remember of that? I think it was Derby County. 
if I'm not mistaken. And um, I'm not sure it was Dean Saunders going through and he clipped him and TC come off and, and Quinny, we'd, we'd, we'd had a chat about it and Quinny said he'd fancied himself as a keeper so he just took the gloves and then um, I think uh, he made a great penalty save. He, he tipped it away for a corner, made a penalty save and I, I thought fantastic. And then he stuck the corner in, drilled it in, he come out and caught the cross so I thought what would that do for me? So, you know, when a player's especially Niall, even though he was a young man at the time, is confident to do that job in, in obviously, uh, difficult circumstances. You, you, you know, you go with the player. You know, it's a good feeling, you go with the player. And uh, it, was, <laughs> it was different class on the day. Now, you mentioned there as well, um, two fifth-place finishes. You were actually the last City manager before Roberto Mancini to finish above United. Yeah, yeah. Well, Alex had a, was having a tough time at, at, uh, at the time, and... I think uh, the first FA Cup win was in the early 90s against Palace and then he went from strength to strength but you know you've got to give uh, Sir Alex credit for keep on going and uh, Manchester United ball but yeah I think we finished fifth and they might have finished sixth or seventh one year um, uh, but you know uh, circumstances happened where me and Mr. The, the then chairman Mr. Swales fell out and uh, if you fall out with the chairman there's only one answer or there's one you know and I, I went, so that's football. Now, one thing I want to ask you about that happened again while you were there. Um, we saw the return of Paul Lake, but only for only very briefly. Yeah, yeah. What do you remember of Paul Lake? Well, Paul Lake would have been an England player for many, many years. He was an outstanding talent, uh, a player who could play in numerous positions, centre-half, midfield, attacking midfield player. Um, it, was, it was a blow to Manchester City, a massive blow, because he was the best player, he's one of the best players I've worked with. And besides being one of the best players uh, for Manchester City, he would have been one of the best players for England. Um, I firmly believe that. And uh, a blow for England, a blow for Manchester City, but more importantly, a blow for Paul Lake himself. You know, it was a career there that would have been fantastic, and it was cruelly cut short through injury. So say you, you described it when he came back as like having a new, yeah, new signing. He scored. He, he, I remember the taking the lads to Italy pre-season training. He, he got a goal against these Italians. He beat two and then ch- chipped one in the top corner. And I thought, oh, well, you know, what a bonus this is. And then he, he started the season. I think early on against Middlesbrough. I think he come off, and he, the lad never recovered. And like I say, it was, it, it's uh, uh, devastating for for the boy and for everyone concerned. Now, while you were at City, um, the fans started to get a bit... There was a bit of discontent towards the chairman, and there was a whole Swales out campaign. Yeah, yeah. How did that affect the team? Well, when, when, when things are wrestled... Well, I think what happened... The first year of the Premiership, Manchester United won it, and we, we Manchester City, finished ninth. And that, that season, I, I thought I was going to get some money to to um, bolster the squad and it wasn't forthcoming I think the fans found that you know because Manchester United won the title uh, that's where the unrest kicked in and it's difficult for players if, if you know because whatever you say Main Road was one of them atmospheric stadiums and the crowd didn't have to get behind the lads and, and when they get frustrated and, and they turn on someone else it takes away something from, from that support for the players and I think it's fair to say that it does affect players yeah now do you remember the uh, the Tottenham FA Cup game that, fate, that fateful uh, six round game yeah I left myself out I should have played myself and we went one up 
Well, so the, the, the game ended 4-2 yeah. and it ended with, yeah. uh, with scenes of fans on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think just the disappointment of the, the way the result went. You know, but it was a good Tottenham side. Terry Venables had a good side there. But I think everybody thought this would be our year and um, it wasn't meant to be, especially when we went 1-0 one, one up. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember the Viddley and, you know, the reaction by the supporters wasn't great and, you know, it's... Uh, it was just born out of your pure, pure frustration. Now, you mentioned that summer where you, you weren't able to bring any, any players in. Did you I think get... I brought one in, Gronendike. I was after Andy Townsend, John Barnes, Paul Stewart, Paul Stewart and John Barnes from Liverpool, Andy Townsend, and I, I didn't manage to, to get any of them in. Looking from the outside in, a lot of people said there was a, there was a kind of disharmony at the club. Did it feel that way at the time? Well, I had, I had problems with the chairman about, uh, I think he went in the Manchester Evening News, if you look back and said he had six million to spend and uh, it wasn't forthcoming. So I obviously, as a young manager and a bit hot-headed, wasn't happy with that. And there was, there was unrest, yeah, without a doubt. How did it affect you to see John Maddox come in? Well, uh, being a... Being a a pressman or some pressman round here. I wasn't. I wasn't overly keen on the situation, um, and we had a couple of discussions about football, which I didn't agree with him, and, and it made me me feelings known. And um, he asked me to get rid of me number two, and, and I said, "Well, am I the manager or you?" So that was a bit of discontent, and I let me feelings known, and I was gone after four games. I was going to say the phrase that was used was uh, the power to hire and fire. Well. That's, uh, God rest his soul, Mr. Swales is near now, so that's one to ask him, or I think Mr. Maddox is about to ask him about it. But I certainly got fired. <laughs> now then, there was there was also rumours of, of falling out between players and, and Sam Ellis. I mean, what 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 was I think, going on? I, I think that was instigated through the press by some. Uh, uh, hey, hey, I had rocks with players. Have you, has, has Mr. Mancini had any arguments with players? And he won the Premiership. I tell you what, if there's not an argument at a football club, I tell you what, you're not doing it right. Or any, any workplace. So, rubbish as usual. Did you get the, the impression that the sack was on its way? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, some of the discussions me and the chairman had weren't um, very amicable, let's put it that way. <laughs> now then, uh, how much do you think that... That unrest at that time signalled the start of the turmoil that was that was to happen. To well, when Francis, uh, yeah. Hey, listen, it's it's well documented what happens, and you know whether that's anything to do with me, I don't, I don't think so. But uh, certainly, the, the Manchester City fans at the time there was a lot of discontent in, about the, the football club, and uh, ultimately it, it ended in Mr. Swales going and Francis Lee coming in.